0: is another episode of the media personality workshop podcast thank you for listening my name is tobe please call me tobe the diva the feedback from last week has been interesting a number of people sent in their demos and it is beautiful to see that quite a number of you nailed it a few people mentioned that they didn't know how to include songs or music bases to their demos well frankly music makes the demos sound much better but it's not usually the focus however on my website, I have shared a few links to tutorial videos that I found helpful while learning to use some basic audio editing software. So please visit www.torvedadiva.com and learn a thing or two. Also, about the thing with the demo that I shared last week, I didn't exactly get an entirely correct response. The demo started with a song, and Vita's voice came up over the lyrics of the song. By premier standards, a presenter's voice should never come up over lyrics of a song. Also, when she was done talking, we heard a stinger before WhizKate's song started. That is a matter of station style, for some stations it is permitted, for others it is not. So assuming that is permitted on Pod FM, a perfect demo from Vina would sound like this
1: all right guys the time is four o'clock you are listening to black barbie on 90.7 fm pod fm that is and that was rihanna featuring drake with work Mm, a lot of work going in there and speaking of work guys today i want to talk about something that just kind of makes me feel a little bit worked up if you know what i mean yes the effects of live social media now we've had some issues lately with um for instance kim kardashian who has been showing off a little bit too much too much for us that we can't handle it even though we've seen it all before and then of course there's always this um there's a situation going on with special special as i like to call him special splash (laughs) yes he's been getting himself into a lot of trouble lately so stick around because we want to discuss the effects of live social media send in your text messages to 66999 that is 66999 and of course you can Always reach me on Vina Black Barbie pod 90.7. So I'll be right back. Why don't you enjoy a little bit of this? And this is Whiz Kid, who is still looking for Caro. Don't go anywhere.
0: Hear the difference? <laughs> so, continuing the conversation from last week, I will talk about creating a basic show reel and share tips for auditioning this week on the podcast. For TV, submissions are usually your CV and showreel unless it's an open audition. All you need to create a basic showreel is a recording device your smartphone should suffice. (laughs) See what I did there with the rhyme? (laughs) You also need one, two or three different ideas which you can record and then chop up to make your reel. You can make a short video of you interviewing your friend or sibling. And then a short video of you doing a piece to camera that is speaking directly to the camera and uh, giving a report. You could also do a short recording of you describing something that you're seeing on camera to your audience. All three scenarios are hypothetical and you would have to be imaginative to pull it off. Make short videos of all of these, maybe three to five minutes each, and then cut up different clips of these pieces and merge them together to form your reel of three to five minutes. On my website, I have shared a few basic reel videos that should help put visuals to my description. I also put together a short basic reel I made by merging some of my past bedroom diary vlogs. It's a bit funny, but hey, check it out. So you've sent in your demos and your reel and you've been called in for an audition. Congratulations. You've got to nail it. Before we go into talk about tips and tricks to actually help you nail the auditions, here are a few things you'd be glad you remembered to do for every audition. One. Research, script, prep. Know the station and the show that you're auditioning for. Most interviewers would be impressed to know that you took the time to get the station name and the show name right. If there are elements on the show you're auditioning for that make it unique, incorporate those elements into your script. Prepare yourself, practice your script, own your script. Include your own unique speech nuances. If the station has provided a script, read it, understand it and practice. Do not wing your audition. Even if you stumble on an audition, before you step in front of the microphone or the camera, take a moment to put a little script down and practice it. No matter how old you are or how experienced you are, take a moment, take two, prep and then take another moment. Two, sleep early the night before. Rest, completely clear your mind and rest. Three, brush your teeth and don't forget your tongue. (laughs) You need to have fresh breath. The recording space is usually enclosed. Don't torture your interviewer. (laughs) I once had major difficulty hiring someone because his breath stunk. Literally, he opened his mouth and the entire studio reeked. I had to invite him for two more auditions to be sure that it was a one-off thing because he was good for the position I had a vacancy for. I tell you, if his breath had been bad both times, I would have kept the vacancy open until I found a non-stinky alternative. 4. Have breakfast but skip coffee. Coffee tends to leave a light odor in your mouth and stain your tongue and after the initial burst of energy wears out, you might get very exhausted during the day while waiting your turn. Also, generally stay away from foods that could stain your teeth or your tongue or your lips. A warm cup of water with honey in it would make you feel really great. 5. Pop a menthol candy in your mouth. It is broadcast media. Your sound is key. For TV, your face matters too. But before that, your sound is the first selling point clear your throat. 6. Take a bottle of water with you. Speaking with a parched throat could ruin your chances. 7. Dress to impress. Come on, you're in the media. Do you not already know that we thrive on the total package? Look like a person who can be branded and sold. 8. The interviewer is on your side. They call to see talent and they genuinely want to hire the best person for the job. They want you to wow them and make them feel like they don't even need to see hundreds of other people. They are your audience waiting to cheer you and applaud you. Don't focus on getting the job. Focus on giving a damn good performance at this one shot. If you remember these eight things every time you need to go for an audition, you would be making sure that the impression you leave will be a beautiful one, regardless of how the results play out. So how do you nail an audition? Remember when I started this podcast, I told you about how I ran out of the studio at my first ever audition in 2007? (laughs) Well, let me tell you this. Early this year, almost 10 years after, I attended an audition that required me to project my voice in a way that I had never done before. I had six people watching and listening in. After my first attempt, I asked to be excused. I gulped down two cups of water, listened to one of my favorite songs, and said a short prayer to find my mojo. (laughs) If I had to do an audition a year from now, there would still be a part of me that wants to run out of the studio. But because I am no longer 20 years old, chances are that I would excuse myself and ask for a little time to settle. For most people, auditions are an unnerving experience. What I say to you is this, embrace the nerves. Don't be embarrassed because you're nervous. It is absolutely normal to be. Don't try to pretend like you're not nervous. Embrace it and then use it. I once auditioned for a voice project and started out my recording with something like this. My name is Tobe and I am extremely nervous right now, but I have experience in blah blah blah. I got called for that project. <laughs> Even though I just said, embrace your nerves, you also need to be confident, confident in yourself and in your abilities. That's kind of like a juxtaposition of thoughts, right? Let me explain. When you're confident in yourself, even though you're nervous, you will find that you're able to keep your posture straight and that is necessary for speaking clearly. When you embrace your nerves, you will find that instead of being embarrassed if you make a mistake, you will be able to quickly infuse your error into your speech and make it seem natural with little things like a giggle or even a reference to the fact that you just made a mistake. You already trust your ability, so it will not matter that you made an error on the script. Be yourself. Usually when I say this, I add, if you can't be yourself, be a unicorn, but yeah. Be yourself at your auditions. And that includes the way you speak, your mannerisms and all else. But that doesn't mean you should let yourself go and not comport yourself. It means striking the perfect balance to let your personality shine through while remaining acceptably polite don't walk into an audition and mentally compare yourself to others and try to weigh your competition. Chances are that you will find people who are exactly like you and begin to doubt yourself. Or you might see people who you think do not compare and start to feel entitled and too confident and approach your audition with an inflated ego. Or you might think that they're all super cool and better than you and you don't stand a chance and you go into your audition with no confidence and a flat attitude. Auditions are about you and your performance. Now, I'm not going to pretend like this is an easy thing to do. I still have a hard time cancelling all thoughts of my competition. I mean, this is a very competitive industry and it is only human to wonder if the person who went in before you gave a performance that is more endearing than yours. But over time, learning to calmly cancel the thoughts and focus on self has helped the quality of my auditions and I'm sure it would do the same for you. When you audition and present, really. Do it with a smile and from the happy part of your heart. Everyone sounds better when they speak with a cheer. Two truths you need to remember. First, you won't nail every audition. This is mildly related, but a good friend of mine who is Nigerian got rejected at an audition here in the United States because he did not have a good enough American accent. However, he was accepted and offered a scholarship at another audition because the interviewers were absolutely captivated by his firm Nigerian accent and had never heard a delivery like that before. So no, you won't nail every audition, but that does not mean you are not good enough. Maybe what you bring to the table just isn't what is required at that time. Second truth you should remember is that you will continue to audition for a long time in your career. 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line. The more renowned you get, the less open these auditions might be and you might even be called by the station to come in for a private audition or interview. But in this business, you never really get to the point where you don't audition unless maybe you switch to the entrepreneurial approach. So don't ever get to the point where you feel too accomplished to do a voice test or a screen test. After your audition, it is lovely to think it through and congratulate yourself on the things that you got right and to make a note of the things that you did not quite hit the mark on and work on them. And then you need to let it go. Don't beat yourself over small things that may or may not have been noticed by your interviewers. Move on to the next task. I cannot wait to hear how your next auditions go. It would be great to get your feedback. Send an email to neji.tobechi at yahoo.com. Also, send in your questions. I have gotten quite a number of questions and I will answer them next week on the podcast. Check out episodes that you might have missed and check out more resources on my website. I am Tobeda Diva. Thank you for listening. See you next week.